Well, hello once again, and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities. My name is Brent. With me, as always, is our friend Margo, <laughs> and a special guest today. We, we have been incorporating special guests as often as we possibly can, basically going to the highways and byways, pulling whoever will come in, and this week, <laughs> we reached all the way to Fishers, Indiana, to bring back a uh, a friend, a former East Laker. In fact, one of the, the original charter members, although... OG. Yeah, the OG gangsters. Uh, he has the membership card that we assigned at the uh, launch team party. I'm just kidding. Those don't actually exist. Uh, but uh, my best friend since eighth grade, his name is Ryan Snyder. Say hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to have you here, man. I'm so excited. We have had... We have had so many conversations over the years, uh, and it's probably been a good thing that most of them have not been recorded. Uh, this Agreed. one will be recorded. It will live in infamy. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Making me nervous, but you know. <laughs> um, I'll tell you who it's making nervous is both of our wives. They are probably nervous as cats right now um, because we have uh, way too many inside jokes and way too many stupid little voices that we try and turn to. And uh, I, there's nobody in this world that makes me laugh as hard as this guy right here, Margo. I promise you. Um, and it's pro- I'm, I'm probably alone. Like I don't know that other people, when they're around it, think it's nearly as funny as we think it's funny. So I'm sorry to subject that to you for maybe a half hour. And I, I can't promise best. anything. Like I'm not planning on it. I don't. I don't know. I plan to kind of keep a, a pretty steady, steady head on this thing. But you just never know. You never know when you get the right people into the room how it's all going to turn out. But uh, we're glad to have uh, him here. And we also just finished up our series. Um, and so we've just got uh, we got a ton of stuff to get through today. Today is booked, and uh, it's going to be an exciting deal. Uh, I, I mentioned um, on Sunday uh, a book that I had read and, and kind of informed a little bit about our topic on Sunday, but what if we're wrong? And I mentioned how there are so many times in life that uh, you do feel like I'm pretty sure that this is the right answer, and then come to find out, <clears throat> you're wrong and, and and you messed up. And I said, the, the form that it often takes in my life with my wife and, and myself is through misheard song lyrics. Uh, so my question immediately to you, Margo, when you walked in this room, you're like, all right, I'm going to throw my hus- husband on the bus here. Because <laughs> um, like a good you, wife. You, you were like chomping at the bit to get to this part. Because like a good wife, I remember his mistakes before I remember my own. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, that's, that's just being candid. So, I, I've never heard Matt sing. I gotta be honest. Yeah, it's a nice voice. Nice voice. Yeah. Scale of one to ten. It's it's good. It's solid. Like he can he's on pitch. And like a solid seven. He, solid. He has eight. like a rocker voice though. Of course he does. Like Pearl Jam. Yeah. So. Man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so give me the uh, give me the classic example for Matt. What, what's uh, okay? Give me the scenario. Like what was the setting? Were you guys already married and you, and you heard him sing this? I think we we're this? dating. Dating. Uh-oh. And we were listening. We're, no, I think we're watching, okay, this is really going to lower people's opinion of me. Blades of Glory. Terrible. Ever see that? Will Ferrell. Yes. Ice skating. Well, he comes out because he's supposed to be this, I don't know, rated R ice skater. And he comes out to this song. The song's called Stroke Me, Stroke Me. Okay. And so, can't get past that. We're now, now we're moving on. We're moving on. But. <laughs> that Bruce probably ducked out. Chris probably ducked out. The name of the song is that. Yeah. And I hear my husband go, snowman's nutmeg. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, it's snow. <laughs> snowman's. Not stroke me, stroke me. Snowman's nutmeg. <laughs> and I was like, 
of all the lyrics in the world. He's like, no, it really is that. Uh, and he was getting all it's he like did. It's like a secret eggnog recipe that they decided I, to write a song about. I'm like, this is not a Christmas carol. This is <laughs> like a dirty just because hard it happens rock on song. ice, he's like, oh, this makes sense. There's so, a snowman involved. And he like he still defends it. He's like, I was in the shop, listening to classic, classic rock on the radio, came on, had all the guys in the shop think, yeah, snowman's not make. Oh, dude. <laughs> so they're still laughing about that. He know. hasn't worked there for over a year, and they're like, remember that guy who just sings Snowman's Nutmeg? <laughs> what are he's up to now? Snowman's <laughs> Nutmeg. Gotta have to listen to it. Oh, All right, man. now. We should, uh, we should have Chris play that bit, is what we should All do. All right, now listen. You have listen to make an ass- assessment you for yourself. can hear Snowman's Nutmeg. All right, now we're back. Um, uh, Ryan, when we when we brought this idea up, mentioned that this was not something like you know far back, uh, you know as as a, it's a fresh wound as a memory. This was a fresh wound. Uh, Ryan was traveling recently and went to a little karaoke bar. And this, that's that's when you got a karaoke when no one have, knows you. Here's the funny thing about this: as soon as you said, it, I thought, but in a karaoke bar, the words are in front. How do you have a misheard lyric? <laughs> When they're literally on the screen in front of you. So talk it's us through this, fault. Ryan. How did this How did this play out? So this was a week conference, a training center. So there's people uh, there training from the Postal Service was uh, a lot of the people. And yeah. some Not other the go- band, the actual. Some other federal <laughs> government agencies. And, and so there was a, 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 a lot of different people there and backgrounds. I didn't know most of them, but I knew, I knew a, a few people. Are you trying to say there are a lot, a lot of nerds there? No, is that no? There was a nice a, people. Oh yeah, nice okay. people, but right. a broad, a broad range a broad of backgrounds. Spectrum. I think. Uh, uh, so, had gotten we hung out at karaoke on the Tuesday night, and then uh, and this is in Denver. Okay, this was Oklahoma City, okay. and uh, just outside Oklahoma City, and Tuesday night ended up doing a little bit of karaoke, and then had to go back for Thursday night. And because uh, <laughs> you got a double up, well, it was it went it was, so well. Here's the thing yeah, you need to know about Ryan. Ryan's been a singer ever since I've known him. The guy sang for he went to Southridge uh, and sang at basically every assembly ever. Uh, and got that national did, anthem. Did a lot down. of duets. Did some national anthem stuff. Um, knew a lot of uh, uh, Backstreet Boys. In sync. Did a lot of that kind of. That was <laughs> big in the era back then. So I'm pretty sure. That that was a primary reason that Carrie Lynn even said yes. She was so attracted to the Probably vocal yeah. talent of it. And his MC Hammer. I mean, for sure, it wasn't or... the humor talent. It was it was the vocal talent. It's frosted tips. <laughs> yeah. oh, it, was, it was the frosted tips and the vocal talent. Yes, <laughs> and the puku shell necklace. I think that really <laughs> nailed it for. Her. Okay, so you go on Tuesday night, and it just wasn't enough. It was like I got to go back for more. So I go on you Tuesday. Know the world needs me. <laughs> Gotta blow that ego up a little bit. Oklahoma City requested this that I come back two nights later for more. So I'm with a couple guys that I've met through work, but haven't spent much time with at all. Yeah, uh, a couple of other FBI agents, kind of hard, fun guys, but haven't spent time around them outside of work, and so they don't know anything about 
me singing in the past, and we're at karaoke, and I hadn't said anything. I'm keeping that card tucked and away for a future some years. Some flute. Yeah. After <laughs> me? Oh, I'm not ready for yeah. this. <laughs> after our third bourbon, yeah. uh, we, feeling, uh, feeling good. I was yeah. like, okay, well. You, you don't want to dance because we, we've all, we've seen how that's happened recently for dancing, NBA agents. Dancing wasn't going to help. Uh, <laughs> and I felt like the talent was pretty subpar, I felt like. Sure. So you just and wanted to blow, one of the guys the that I was surprising. One of the guys I was with kept making fun of everyone that was that was singing for you know, we were sitting in the back and and so finally I'm like, okay, it's kinda clear now. There wasn't a whole lot of so. Oh, you were calculating the whole time. Oh, yeah. time oh, yeah. He was entrance. in the back corner going, I'm just I'm just biding my time, I'm just waiting. And I'm gonna wow the socks off of these well, guys. Well you do always want to go after someone that's not great. Like, oh, let's absolutely. Be real. For you don't sure. want to go after someone that gets a standing O. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely not. The Tuesday went went pretty good, given the the drink, a small crowd, but and le- did you sing on Tuesday? Me, yeah, sang a couple songs. Oh, so they sang, were like totally surprised. No, sang uh, yeah, sang a couple songs and it went okay. And I left, but then those guys like, oh, we got to go back Thursday. You got and one of them's joking about the whole, oh, I'm be your manager and all this kind of stuff. So it was it, so. That was fine, but it was still kind of reserved uh, song choices and uh, <laughs> sitting on his moneymaker. Third, so I right. decide. And then, how did you sleep on Wednesday night? I mean, oh. I just imagine. It oh was yeah, up all night, just replaying in your mind. Got to find the perfect. What song. could I have done? How could I have done it better? Well, long story short, so there's more to the story, but uh, a couple of other, our other coworkers come out and. We get all the way to late on Thursday night, and this crowd was was a uh, a little bit more of a into the hip hop uh, uh, stuff. Right connect, up your alley. Connect your own dots. Which, which <laughs> I, I didn't really have anything for that. Sure. Uh, so your Tupac was resting. A lot of Hennessy no. being sold that night. Crown Royal. <laughs> so, but at some point, I. I Came, I thought about what about Usher, you know? So oh, I yeah. started looking at some songs. One of the whitest. Bridge the chasm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And uh, my biggest fans there over the, the Tuesday, Thursday was a, a group of <laughs> a group of four black ladies, and we became good friends. Sure. And they were uh, they were big into some they of that. They came with their t-shirts on. Yeah. And okay. so I, I I so I was asking about my song choices before I did on, oh, on yeah. Thursday. I got to run them by them just to make sure it's cool. And so they were pretty excited about Usher Nice and Slow, mm-hmm. uh, which it's is about a, driving. a pretty inappropriate song. It's about drag racing. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I knew it from like middle school or early high school, but I, I felt like you could bring it back. Yeah. And at some point during the song, I'm singing, and I think I know the words, but I realize when I'm looking at the screen that I'm singing them wrong. And it was just the... Not not a, anything that I don't think anyone even noticed, but <laughs> here's what everybody listening right now is anticipating and hoping that you'll actually sing this as you say them, not just say the lyrics, but <laughs> actually sing them. And the fact that you just took a very deep breath and kind of like are gearing up for it makes me think that this is actually <laughs> going to happen. Uh, so let me take you to a place nice and quiet there ain't no one there to talk that's what i was singing but that's not the words but there's no one that there ma- to talk. And that makes sense yeah. it's not a snowman's nutmeg it's, it's a it's a real sentence yeah. Yeah. but it's actually there ain't no one there to interrupt oh okay yeah so what did you say 
Like I said, there's, there there's no one there to talk. Yeah. So I kind of changed well, a couple of the words, but it's not, not that far not off. Not that far off. But as you're seeing it and you've got you. them in front of your face and you realize, oh, I just didn't know the words, I guess. Got to be honest. There's a word slightly similar to talk that is uh, far dirtier <laughs> than I thought maybe was the actual <laughs> one that you were. I was like, I don't get the ducks ready. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, it's not that far off, but yeah. even for myself, I but I the car that's a chorus and yeah. you sing it like a few different times in the song. I was sure. like, you know, every I'm just time it kept every time I just sang it the way I sing it because I was like, you know, we'll, we'll see if anyone's gonna notice. Yeah, whatever. I, I've never noticed how yeah. many. Well, yeah. do they put the words up on the screen? The words, the words 100%. are on the screen. No, oh, yeah. other, everyone else, everyone though. else saw them. Oh yeah. Oh, so you just owned it. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. Hey, but got it, got yeah. it. This is my version. It's not a very. Not far enough off that it's all that funny, but yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> memories of Ryan. Ryan's one of the guys who goes with me every year down uh, to Vegas in March. Uh, and this was, I don't know, two or three years ago. We went to a piano bar, the dueling piano bar, and was walking home uh, back to our hotel. It was probably one or two in the morning, super late. And you had a song from, I think, it, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is that right? Do you remember the song? I'm trying to remember. Under Take the Bridge. Me, uh, Oh, uh, what was it? Oh. Corey McCoy should be here. He yeah, Corey, Corey, if, if Corey's listening to this, he knows this because you were screaming it at 2 a.m. <laughs> on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, oh I wish killing I had me right it. Now. I know. Hold on. I'm going to Google under the bridge for half a second and get this because uh, I, I know. Take I, me I'm to the sh- place I know. Yes, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Except for a lot louder. And- I don't ever want to <laughs> yeah. feel. Like yes. I did that day. That was it. That was it. Oh, <laughs> he was screaming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's too funny, man. Too funny. Well, anyways, we're glad. And you kind of let the cat out of the bag. I wasn't sure if you wanted to bring it up, uh, the whole FBI agent thing. Well, so, I, I wanted to set – that's who I was with, yeah. workers thing. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we should have done this at the beginning, but you have you have a family. Give us a little info on the family and, and where you're at in life and – and uh, all that good stuff. So I'm a Tri-Cityan at heart. Spent my first 30 years in the Tri-Cities. Uh, have several family members who are still a yeah. part of Eastlake. Yep, seven, one of seven kids. Uh, and everyone lives in Washington still. And so uh, went through school and did accounting and the whole CPA thing. And then at some point, I guess I got a little bored and decided to... Uh, not only did the CPA thing, took the CPA exam, passed it all. I mean, that's a big that's a big deal. Like that's a whole career move for a lot of people. And then you're like, ah, I hate numbers and computers. Yeah. So I still like some of that, but I, I guess I was a little bored and was looking to do something else. And apart from karaoke, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, there's only so many nights a week you can do karaoke around here. Ty's Bar and Grill only runs it once a week. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, so uh, started looking at what else could potentially be out there and kind of came across the FBI agent thing, and and CPAs are actually one of their uh, things that they recruit for and applied, and it was a long process, but eventually eventually went to Academy, did that whole thing, and ended up in Indianapolis. So been doing that uh, about four years, and it's fun, but we miss the Tri-Cities, and so we're trying to figure out a way to – to get back here, uh, 
hopefully with the FBI, but... You said we, so... Yeah, family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been married for 13 years today. Today. You guys, this is the anniversary, and he's spending it up in the hot and sweaty sweat lodge at the East Lake Tri-Cities podcast recording studio. Instead of with his wife, where he probably should be, which is why we need to yeah. kind of speed through this. Dinner a bit, plans are, are are waiting. Yeah, uh, taking her to a really nice place. Yeah, and so uh, and three kids. So we got think of a really nice place in Richland. <laughs> <laughs> and and three kids, uh, two girls and a boy. Yeah, yep, two girls and a boy. Twelve, uh, twelve, nine, and six. Two older ones are girls, so they're. Uh, they're looking. They're enjoying coming back here for the summer again, and always do. But awesome. Yeah. Ryan was uh, not only an, uh, like a charter member of East Lake when we launched this thing, was also one of our first board members. Uh, ran finance because when you have a friend with a CPA, um, that's just <laughs> hey, that's buddy. who you call up and you say, "Hey, so we need some credibility when it comes to finances. Would you come help us out?" Served in that role for three or four years. You guys actually moved like right before we got into the theater, right? Um, so he was here for like the initial lease signing and spending a bunch of money to get this thing ready and then left before we actually ever got in. So um, uh, so this has all been kind of a new new thing for us over here. And I know everybody listening right now is really just like, shut up with a bio. We want to hear more songs from this guy <laughs> is, what, is what everybody's so thinking. So come down right? on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Yeah, actually, he's uh, he's singing on Sunday. In the, in Not the, Usher. The Sorry. Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we're pretty eclectic when it comes to our, our worship song choices, but Usher, nice and slow, is, I, I doubt I doubt it'll be there on Sunday. But if it is, he promises to sing the, the lyrics the way that he wants to sing them. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Margo, uh, any thoughts from uh, the message on, on Sunday? Uh, we closed out our Outside the Line series. Um, we talked a little bit about a kind of an interesting story with James and John and their approach to a like conflict in a Samaritan town. It was a really short passage, um, but uh, kind of drew in some, I think, I think some pretty unique insights. I don't think I've ever heard a message on this text before. In fact, I figure, I, I feel like if I had read this and wasn't looking, I, I would specifically... You'd miss it. Yeah, I, I think I would. I would have skipped over and been like, I don't understand it. Move on. What's going on? Doesn't matter. Um, but as soon as I knew I, w- I wanted to talk about Jesus's interactions with outsiders um, and specifically how he interacted with uh, like Samaritan, anytime I, I saw uh, somebody who was uh, sick that needed to be healed, uh, a-, a Roman like centurion type thing or a Samaritan, I focused on those texts in preparation for the series. And this was one of the ones that kind of stood out. And I thought, oh, I think there's something there. And then as, uh, as-, as it kind of went on, I realized absolutely there was something there. And so um, we kind of did this little discussion thing on it. So I, what, you got a chance to listen to it. You listened from the lobby because our, <laughs> our our sauna, which was the main auditorium on Sunday, was a little bit extreme. For once, the podcast environment had transferred downstairs. It, so. it was probably as hot up here as it is. The thermostat said like 82 degrees. That's pretty Ridiculous. That's pretty warm. Sorry, guys. I've taken there. two showers today, but and I'm thinking I might need a third after this. <laughs> you are. Well, let me tell you, anniversary date, you definitely yes. need a shower before that. I'll just, let me just help save that part of your marriage, okay? <laughs> uh, I liked, I liked this as a closure. Uh, I think just even talking about sitting in the uncomfortableness that is acknowledging maybe you got some things wrong is important. I feel like that's a big sign of maturity because uh, so many people just live their lives with this one worldview and this one opinion, and uh, we resist or we deflect or we mock people that try to rattle our cage. And so um, kind of, 
I like how you're tying that back to faith with the whole um, <laughs> think about it. Like if you, if you feel like you have some preconceived notions on who Jesus is and who God is and who he isn't, uh, it's, it's worth the time. It's worth the, the bigger reward getting through to the other side to, to work through some of those things, especially when it comes to how we view people that maybe are different than us. Yeah. I think it becomes very apparent even as a, as a, a, a parent of children, like my two older, so like, I don't know, London's 10 and the twins are five, but Grayson is way more competitive than Jovi. And so, and, and Grayson and London, especially summertime now, like with, uh, you know, so many hours at home and <laughs> they just have not spent this much time together in nine months. Um, uh, so there's, uh, the inevitable conflict that comes up and, and, uh, issues and they like to point out the blame for each each one of their you know their things that they and so they, they're they're running in the house going london did this dad you know grayson did this and they're all they're always pointing out the flaws of the other person so that they can get ahead and feel secure and in the right yeah yeah and you just and, like i threw my husband under the bus at the beginning of the you, podcast you so want to <laughs> point out to them like listen you're not innocent in this whole thing either there buddy you know what i mean but they, they just if you come to them with a you know, an, an issue they want to... In the same way, these disciples go towards this Samaritan town that rejects Jesus, and they're like, so would, you want us to pray for fire to burn this place down? And she's like, It just feels off, so cocky, because these guys are people that have been so clearly, like, in the narrative of, of who these people are. It's full of holes of, like, just dumb, <laughs> like, dumb choices, dumb wording. Like, I just feel like they're not even at a point yet and what they know about God to even say that. But I guess they must have gotten comfortable with something. And one of the things that I, I didn't spend a lot of time on was the fact that they prayed, or not, sorry, they asked Jesus, do you want us to do this? So not only, yeah. it wasn't, I kind of made it sound up maybe a little bit on Sunday, like, do you want to do this? Like, is this the next step that you want to do with this? But they they kind of took it upon themselves to even have the power to be able to make that happen. So our association with you uh, makes whatever righteousness or goodness or that you have kind of, ebb and flow over into who we are too and it's just it was just it's just a bogus it's a very you know you've been around people who um they you feel like they think that they can do no wrong and you just know like i just i don't want to be like that i don't want to see that i mean i feel bad for you that you live your life like that a little bit sometimes and uh i i have been wrong enough to understand the humility is Kind of an admirable virtue, and and the people who I respect the most, who I think are probably closer to uh, some sort of image of Jesus or uh, integrous life, um, are often uh, some of those humble people that I know too. You know, so I think that that's a big piece of what you know, happened on Sunday. So there was a, a part that you mentioned in between services. We do our little critiques on uh, how to make the second service better than than first service, and Megan pointed out um, that. Um, I, I talked about gravity and out of that book, the Chuck Klosterman book, but what if we're wrong and said, you know, who knows? You, it, all of your held beliefs should be challenged and should be not like, well, that's already settled. We're already good on that. And the question then can become, you know, well, what about even faith itself? Right. Um, she said that I left it kind of open ended up to, to where you could walk away from the message and be like, I, I don't need know. to come back. I don't even know what I believe about God. Right. And the the point of the whole thing was like um, that not that you shouldn't ever question your your faith. You should. I mean, there should be there should be tons of that. That's fine. I'm I'm on board for that. 
But in a sense, there there comes something where you're like, I I can question gravity, but I still I still operate my life as if it exists. Even with this quote from Brian Greene, that theoretical physicist that we heard of from Columbia University, it's not like I left that day going, okay, well then I just don't believe in gravity. Like I continue, I continue to believe in gravity and, and feel like it works, even when I don't understand how it all works. I, I, I can get 9.8 meters per second every second it doubles, that kind of thing. Like I get the mathematical things of that, but then when you bring in this Einstein stuff where it's like, but that's not quite right. Okay, well I'm going to go with what I know and I'm going to just, be like, this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be careful when I'm on top of a ladder because I believe in gravity. Uh, I'm going to live as if I if I jumped off, I would fall to the ground fast. Um, but here's the other thing: is that like in when people are when people ask the question, like, is faith something that I should even spend any time on? Is God real? Um, they don't they don't often take the same time that they would when they have like a scientific question or a. Um, like if someone has questions about gravity and they really want to know, what are they going to do? They're going to open up a textbook or go online and Google some answers. And I feel like for some reason, a lot of people just don't give God that same amount of grace of actually being like, well, I heard this about the Bible and that makes me uncomfortable. So instead of actually like looking for myself and reaching out to someone, maybe that can point me in a good direction. I'm just, I'm going to drop it because it makes me feel weird about it. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. Unlike science, I feel like that's something I wish more people would maybe take away from that comparison is that maybe give God the same, same leaning in that we do to, to learn how the world operates. Yeah. True. Good. I, I don't have much to go off. It was, is a four part series. I always feel like at the end of a series, if I had more things to say, I probably would have said it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I, I dig it. I'm excited because you are starting a brand new series this next week. Yes, sir. Um, and you're going to be doing three. I got three weeks off, and you got three weeks on. So this is exciting. This is good times, yeah, everybody. Uh, <laughs> give us a little synopsis of kind of the direction for this, so that we can kind of wrap our minds around sort of preparing uh, for that. I'm throwing you on the on the spot here. I know. No, it's but. fine. The series is named after a devotional book, just because I thought it's catchy and sums it up pretty well. Uh, called the Comparison Trap, and the devotional is by Sandra Stanley, wife of Brent's Man Crush Monday every Monday, Andy mm-hmm. Stanley. Uh, just talking about uh, the struggles of how we are co- we're constantly in a society that encourages us and um, structures us to always be comparing ourselves to the next person. Um, social media, that's always making us... Uh, we're living in a day and an age where we've never been more aware of what everyone else is doing and how do we navigate that in a healthy way. Because uh, comparison will either do two things. It'll make you feel worse about yourself or it'll make you feel like worse about other people like oh man i can't believe that she's raising her kids like that or they made that choice uh then how that both of those things totally actually just rob god of like his plan for humanity which is grace and it's nothing you can earn and do and amount to and how it kind of breaks down the system that we're living in so cool love it can't wait three weeks on that ryan you uh you and your wife moved to fishers uh four years ago or three years ago about probably after you did the whole training thing but uh, and then got plugged into a church over there called I-Town Church. Um, you were in that church shopping mode, which I really have never been in. 
uh, Margot hasn't really been in that, or has? I yeah. mean, I, I get. Oh, you were, I guess, in Pittsburgh because you were working for Salvation Army. Yeah, and before in college, it's awkward. But it's been so a little while since. It's pretty it... awful. I'd say it's one of the worst things that. <laughs> yeah. So help us out. I mean, what what if what did you like about Itown? What made you land at a place like that? Uh, not that we've got a bunch of Fishers people, audience, like nobody from Fishers, but so it's not like we're like promoing that church necessarily. But what was it that kind of uh, made you really like that environment and be like, this is going to be where we're going to set roots down and family's going to call home, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, well, I fi- we figured since we were starting new, uh, there were a few things that we really wanted. Uh, one, there's, you know, hundreds of churches or, or a lot of churches in the area. Um, and we had had some people say, oh, try this one, but it was half an hour away and this and that. We had quite a few just in our suburb within a five-minute drive or less. So we... Uh, well, I we, keep saying Fishers, but Indianapolis. Is, yeah, it's the Indianapolis yeah, area. It's a so, suburb yeah, of Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and so we thought, well, ideally we want, you know, our friends from the from this new church and small groups and to be involved and serve and everything else. And so the more convenient that is, um, location-wise, that was a big... So that was a big thing. We we uh, we figured with all the churches in our area, we should be able to find a good one close. Um, but also, obviously, we have three kids, so the kids there were areas were very important, um, wanted to be comfortable and feel welcome. So just walking in and, and, and having a good feel about the place. Um, the kids did love it. Uh, we really liked the, the, uh, the lead pastor and speaker. Um, when we were first going there, he's still the, still lead pastor now. Um, it was a relatively new church. It was actually planted the same time as Eastlake. Um, but had a, had been successful, the church that had really grown. Um, and the other thing, um, having been involved in worship and, and really liking uh, worship feel, they had, uh, we, we checked out about five churches, and they definitely had the best uh, quality worship. Um, a lot of people blessed to do, uh, to do worship there, and, and uh, we felt like that was really good. My wife and I both really enjoyed that. And so there's a combination of things. It was the worship, it was the kids' areas, it was location, it was the lead pastor. Um, and so we, uh, we all, there was also some people that I worked with that uh, recommended as a neighbor that recommended. So it, uh, yeah, it's been great for us. We've, we've really enjoyed, enjoyed parts of it. And uh, if we're able to move back to the Tri-Cities, which we would love to, We'll miss it, but uh, he keeps I mean, mentioning that as if he's like fishing for somebody who's got a job opening. Yeah, I mean, some if, sort of a, if you're not? listening to this and you yeah. need a CPA slash somebody who can shoot somebody, uh, uh, <laughs> <So> <laughs> who knows the, how the to second half is like, like, yeah, exactly. It's not as rare in the Tri Cities <laughs> to know someone that can <laughs> fire a gun, <laughs> far Just more so. common than CPA, probably. Oh man, uh, no, obviously, we would love to have you guys back too, but we uh. It's been fun seeing you guys uh, thrive over there in Indy, and I know you're, you've been involved on the worship team over at I-Town. Uh, Carolyn, it, in the kids' areas, is that what she does? Volunteers, or where does she volunteer? She does uh, girl plan stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, she's helped in the kids' areas a little bit, but mostly girl plan. And Leah's at that age. She's starting to volunteer somewhere, too? Yeah, I mean, she's there. done a little junior high small group and is also helped in some of the younger the younger kids at times. I told London she's got one year left of just kind of coming to church and just kind of hanging out. And I'm like, next year, man, <laughs> but need to work, girl. You're going to be she's already handing great. out coffee, picking up chairs, oh. playing, working the computers, 
playing with kids. You're gonna be doing. But now you're gonna have her driving your car around the parking lot, putting out signs. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Can't wait till she can lift those signs. Those are a pain in the butt. All right. Uh, cool. All right. Well, we like to close out every podcast uh, that we do, every episode, with a little bit of something that we have found interesting as of late. Uh, and whether it's a book we read, something that we watched, a movie, uh, some sort of experience, whatever. Uh, Margie, you want to go first? All right. Mine is definitely a guilty pleasure share in terms of totally not it's not going to help you grow in any way spiritually mentally emotionally sure, we've already covered all that i mean we just spent 30 minutes doing that so <laughs> this is just for fun just add it in case you want to waste more if you're after yeah turn this off if you're done with like uh, if you're looking for only spiritual stuff so. <laughs> there's a show that i love and it's put out by and i know i feel like so much of their content's hit or miss but it's put out by buzzfeed and it's the show that i'm i hate to break it to you brent i think i found my dream job which is to be on this show it's a show called worth it okay and, and what it is, is they they take an item of food. They also have branched out into other genres. But they find an item of food and price it and eat it at three different price points. Cheap, not like fast food. It has to be mom and pop. Fast food, middle of the range, high class. And they go and they try all of them and they say, which one's worth it for the money? So here's an example of how how the price can, uh, can differentiate between low and high. They try the difference between... Two dollar bacon and a hundred dollar bacon. Uh, wait a second. Yes. Who spends a hundred dollars on bacon? Seventeen dollar fried chicken and five hundred dollar fried chicken. Come on. One dollar bagels and thousand dollar bagels. Uh, a two dollar pizza and two thousand dollar pizza. I just want this job to be like I ate a two thousand dollar piece of pizza. I'd like to speak to the pricing manager. <laughs> but like exactly. in the back of my head, I'm just like, this person is not only getting paid to to make this show, but it's free for them. They get to eat a three hundred and forty dollar Peking duck on on their on their company's dime. So dream job. It's really and they're really funny and yeah. great and it's just two guys. They also do location ones, so they go to Australia and try the steak and the wine and the fish there. And they went to Chicago and were doing deep dish pizzas. And they also branched out, like I said, other things like $100 sneakers versus $25,000 sneakers, a $50 hotel room versus a $35,000 hotel room. So if you just want to pretend you're living the lavish life for a little bit. All right. I had something else, but when you mentioned this, I got I to gotta go with this, okay? Okay. Um, so we were watching um, a show the other night, Kyla and I. I, I probably Handmaid's Tale because it was Hulu. Um, or it could have been Bachelorette. Who knows? It was one of those two. It was on Hulu for sure. And it was like the whole, the episode's over and up next, you know, check this out. And I saw an advertisement for a new show called F That's Delicious. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's all blanked out, right? But it's obviously what it is. Uh, and so Kylie was like, I'm, I'm going to bed and I'm like, all right. And I, I just, I need to see what's that listen, delicious. I just let the thing go- count down from 30 seconds to just zero let it happen. and I just ebbed and flowed into a new series that I'd never watched before. And it wasn't great. So I'm not like, I'm not saying this. I, this is not say something that's great. This is say something that in- is interesting and it is interesting. It's a white rapper 
who is on a bus tour with his with some guys. He's got like four other performers, three or four other performers. They're all like super hip hop stuff. And they do their show and then before and after the show they go out for food and they film the food section. They have clips and stuff from their like concerts and they're, apparently a they're promo. really famous because they have a lot of people at their shows. I'd never heard of them before. Um and then they just go to like these kind of hole in the walls or sometimes nice restaurants and eat their food. And the line that comes up over and over again is, you guessed it, F, that's delicious. <laughs> uh, I like food shows. And so it was intriguing in that way. Um, usually a, f- a food show contains like a chef who's like, oh, I love what you did with the polenta and the uh, Parmesan mm-hmm. scrapes, you know, all that kind of stuff. This was nothing like that. That was just, this was just some dudes going. Yeah, these are two video geeks doing Dang, this Dang, that's one. pretty good. <laughs> I like that, whatever that is. That yellow stuff's delicious. <laughs> so Hulu. So cultured. F, that's delicious. If you want to waste a half hour of your life. See, mine are like seven minutes, so. Oh, yeah, this one's a little bit more. I mean, entertaining, I guess. Interesting for sure. Uh, so anyways, there you go. Ryan, got anything for us? Say something interesting. He's shaking his head. I don't know. I really don't. Uh, I went that the training I was referring to that I went to it was uh, a little different, a little outside of my scope uh, nor- of what I normally do. But um, it was employee assistance training, and they talked a lot about just uh, psychological health and kind of the the mindset that people have these days of um, partly trying to live up to others' expectations and, and the whole. Um, what Margo was talking about, talking about this next series with uh, you see everyone else's highlights on Facebook and Instagram and that type of thing. Um, and so there are tra- you know, studies translating that into suicide rates and anxiety and depression, anxiety, depression, needing some kind of counseling um, and on just it continues to be on the rise. And I think everyone knows that it's probably not, it's not really surprising, but I think some of the details that that they had talked about during the week really kind of kind of resonated just uh, how many people seem to be uh, struggling and kind of some of the statistics uh, for us even with that within the FBI and these are people who have good jobs with you know pass these background checks and and typically have really t- relatively you know clean histories and everything else and may come across as having their lives together are still coming at a rate of you know. 20% of the population over over a given uh, of our population over a given year uh, uses this employee assistance in, in some fashion or the other, which I'm not sure how they come up with those statistics, but it was just kind of uh, a little bit surprising to me. Um, so, yeah, what was the number one thing that you took away from it in terms of like, now that I know this, what are things that I might change in how I live my life to kind of keep me out of those statistics or keep my mental space healthier? Yeah, I mean, just taking care of yourself. They uh, they talked about, uh, you know, sleeping uh, for... <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> this guy sleeps more than anybody I know, uh, man. Good for you, you know. Anytime he does not get eight hours of sleep, I hear about it all yeah. day long. He's like, yeah. oh, man, just dragging today. Seven hours of sleep. I'm like... That's yeah. how most people live, right? Well, it's unhealthy. They need to get eight to ten. <laughs> well, Nobody gets ten. It used Nobody. To be, it used to be six to eight, and now they say seven to nine. I try to. I shoot for eight, and sometimes <laughs> it's seven, but seven or eight is good for you. Uh, <laughs> and but and just in general, taking care of your your physical, your spiritual, your um, uh, your sleep, everything that goes along with your work, 
um, leaving work, uh, taking breaks, all that kind of stuff. Just and they actually brought the chaplain in too. We had they had they talked some of the spiritual side of it too. I was actually of the government trainings I've been at. It was by far the most, uh, you know, uh, spiritual of them. Uh, it was brought up multiple times by different uh, speakers, um, just praying or. Um, which was good to hear. It was good. It was a good feel, and I think the people that were there um, enjoyed it and appreciated it. And but just as far as going back to what you're saying, I guess just realizing that there's a lot of people out there that are hurting in some way, you know, even though you may not see it. So, um, and just kind of being in tune with that for me was uh, rather than just assuming that everything's good or everyone's. If they don't tell you, then they're fine or whatever. So, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so for those of you who stuck around long enough to listen to all of this, I leave you with one funny story uh, that plays. You just mentioned taking care of yourself physically. Uh, this morning, we hung out last night uh, my, on my back patio uh, by the fire pit, and uh, I, I mentioned uh, Candy Mountain hike this morning. And so I picked him up at his hotel room. Uh, we went up Candy Mountain together. And as soon as he gets in the car, he starts complaining about uh, this rash that he has developed. Uh, it's okay that I talk publicly about your rash, right? Kind of hives. Uh, I mean, uh, hives, whatever. Yeah. Like he's, he's blaming Kirkland Signature dryer uh, sheets uh, for a breakout of, on his skin. And so he's like scratching, showing me, and I'm just like, whatever. And so we get, and we're walking up this, up Candy Mountain, which is a new, like, you know, badger thing, right? And uh, halfway up, he's like, I just got to take the shirt off. I just got to take my shirt off, and I'm going up with, without it. And so he's, he's got his shirt off, and he's, I mean, you know, it, 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 I don't think that the other women coming down the mountain were complaining that people were there with their shirts <laughs> off, right? So we're walking. We're Day walking. of his anniversary, and he's yeah, uh, absolutely walking, strutting around. Yeah, exactly. So he he's just making me look bad as we're walking up this mountain, right? <laughs> and he's got his shirt his shirt in his, his hand, and then he starts complaining about, um, God, it's making my hand itch, too. My hand is itching. <laughs> I can't get rid of this. Stuff's on the side of the road for a while. Then on our way back down, we pick it back up. And he's complaining. And I'm just, I'm, Margo, I was just tired of hearing him complain about it. I said, do you want me to carry your shirt? Thinking that he would say, no, I'm good. And he goes, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> so I must have really liked that shirt. I take his shirt and I'm, hold, I'm wearing a shirt, holding his shirt. He doesn't have a shirt. We're walking down the hill, passing people as they come up. And I'm realizing there are people looking at this situation where... Uh, one man is holding the other guy's shirt as he's walking with no shirt. Oh my gosh, you guys! You were a groupie, is what you I were. was a total groupie. Yeah, absolutely. It was a uh, rather interesting. I'm sure people are trying to do the math, trying to figure out in what scenario does this play out as normal, right? When they're walking, when they're seeing this take place. So, anyways, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but oh, we were trying to take care of ourselves physically. <laughs> That's the roundabout. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for sticking around with us, guys. A bit of a long one today. We apologize. Uh, we will try and do better next week. Um, we are starting the brand new series this week. Hopefully, you can join us for that. We also have our date night done right. If you are in town this weekend, Friday night, date night done right here at the theater, uh, Ryan and his wife will be there. Full uh, free. Chris and Karen. Surprise, surprise. I don't know if we're supposed to announce that. We'll be there. Our, our good friend, Chris and Karen. And, He's going to uh, duck it out. Uh, yeah, maybe. He probably will. Uh, and I think uh, that'll probably do it for, for, for this, this thing. So thanks for, so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.